It seemed like a belated April Fool's Day joke when, at the beginning of the week, the long-range weather.com forecast for the Boston Marathon showed a high of 80 degrees. Great for spectators, terrible for runners. Things got better, then they got worse. AccuWeather.com showed a high of 63, which would be manageable for the long race, if not ideal. But then a day later, AccuWeather showed a high of 84. Now all sources predict temps to hit the high 80s, which isn't even great for spectators anymore. The training is done, so now it's just mental prep. Time to summon the forces of denial. First off, the forecast could be worse. A tailwind is projected. It won't be terribly humid. It would be far more challenging to run bad water. A marathon is known for testing your limits, but then again, so does an enormous pile of dirty dishes, a stubborn infant, or dealing with Time Warner Cable. I am determined to enjoy the race. If enjoying it is the goal, rather than, say, fixating on breaking three hours, I'll run a better time. How to enjoy it? Well, assuming beach weather, I'll find a hat to protect me from the sun or perhaps even a visor. There will be many opportunities to drink free water in Gatorade and to pour water over my head. I'll try to run at a pace that I think I can endure for 26 miles, being mindful that such a pace will feel slow at the start. I'm 4 for 4 in medical tent visits after colder weather marathons, and I'm making it a goal not to visit the medical tent during or after this one, unless of course I really must. Before running the New York City Marathon in 2010, I shared Glenn Redpath's advice about not ruining your race in the first two miles. I followed his advice, letting runners speed ahead up and down the Verrazano Bridge, but I still started competing too early and was left with too little at the end. To enjoy this race, I'll need to hold in the reins for longer. From what I gather, the course has three distinct stages. The first 16 miles, which are favorable, the hills, which aren't, and the last five miles, which are favorable again. For the first two parts, I'll think about form and try to find a happy internal place. If my legs and faculties are intact after the first two parts, I'll attempt to race the third part. Our last Central Park Track Club workout for the Boston Marathon was an eight-mile sustained run, with the middle four miles at half-marathon pace and the first and last two miles at marathon pace. When I first read the workout, I wondered why the last two miles would be at marathon pace, downshifting to a slower pace after running at half-marathon pace. At the end of the workout is contrary to the usual way we do these things. By the time I got to those last two miles, it made sense. The marathon cadence was slower, but I was gliding at a good clip and passing other runners who seemed to be putting in more effort. This is how I'd like to feel over those last five miles of Boston. Given the conditions, it's a stretch to believe I will feel that way, but at any rate, it would be fun.